This is Hacking the Afterlife podcast with Jennifer Schaefer. Jennifer, how are you? Richard, Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you, 2023. I know. I'm super excited. Can't we just choose different numbers? You know, instead of 2023, (laughs) can't we just say like 4057? Why not? I mean, everything else is a choice, right? I I want to say the heart you're wearing around your neck on your necklace is lovely. Where did that come from? You know, that came from the Bahamas. I always get something that, you know, to remind me of the place. And I love the mother of pearl. And it just, I loved it. So it's very nice. Very nice. My little heart that my husband bought me without knowing it. <laughs> very good. Oh, I love that comment. That's okay. a very good a New Year's yeah. Christmas Eve gift. Yeah. And I still have our uh, happy angel over my shoulder playing the guitar because, you know, it reminds me that we, this is a continuous show, our thing of hacking the afterlife. Yes, yes. And the reason why we're doing it today for everybody that's instead of Thursday, not that anybody cares, but <laughs> I got asked to be on the committee for a gala for Alzheimer's. And their big planning, their big planning meeting up in LA is Thursday, and so that's why I asked you. What a lovely thing! What what a thing! Um, tell us about. Can you tell us about it, or what's that about? There's a, I'll know more later, but the reason why I felt so called to it um, is because my grandmother passed away from it. The, my grandmother, who I was named after, June, and it's such a debilitating disease you know, and they've made so many great strides towards it, as you know, we're just wanting it to get better. So that hopefully, hopefully by the time we start forgetting, (laughs) they'll have something for us to remember. I'm sorry, what were you talking about? I'm just kidding. Um, You know, I listen, we've talked about Alzheimer's uh, often. I, I remember when my mom hurt her hip, she was in a clinic where there were a few patients there. And I remember thinking to myself, okay, well, this is an unusual conversation I can have with somebody, you know, just to be present. And this guy had wanted to ask me a question and I could feel everyone at the table that was with him didn't want him to talk. But I just focused on what he was saying and listened. And what he said was, what's wrong with me? That's what he wanted to ask me. And I said, I tried to explain well, blood doesn't appear to be going to the places that it used to go to. And right. then he took another five minutes to ask me, what can I do to help myself? And it, just the fact that I waited, you know, I wait, you know, because it really was like a long time for him to get to it. But I said, you know, exercise and all this stuff, getting blood back to parts of the brain that it's not there anymore. And, you know, they're doing great things and great strides and all that stuff. But are are you going to talk about the kind of research that we've done? Oh, they yeah, that's part of it. That's why I felt called to it, the research and to help other like when I told them about what we've done and what my experience has been with talking to people that have dementia and how you know, I don't feel sorry for the people that have it. I feel sorry for the people that are their caregivers and caretakers. Um cuz they're okay they're having the time of their life and they were so gave them so much comfort and these people are running this gala that that raises millions of dollars every year well that's great and, um 
Yeah. Well, it's also interesting. And the reason I bring it up and not to squeeze me in there, but no, the reason I brought it up is because we had this really unusual uh, experience an experiment that Jennifer and I did with a friend of mine who was in hospice care, oh, that's uh, my right. friend's father, Jack Tracy. And I, what I did first was to invite Jack to talk to us. Um, and Jennifer didn't know anything about him, but mm -hmm. correctly identified of so many things about him his house where I, where he grew up in and the dog, his beagle that he had as a pet and how he used to feed him toast in the morning, all details that allowed me to realize I was speaking to somebody that I knew. And so then I asked him like, so what's going on? And then he showed Jennifer that he was both here and there. In other words, we bring a portion of our conscious energy to a lifetime. And he was not only in hospice care, but he showed her that he was mostly back home. And I asked him the question, so how, what's the percentage of conscious energy you have now on the planet? And he said about 10%. And I remember we asked him why, why just that amount? He said, well, it's like having a leg in the pool. You know, while you're out of the pool mostly, but your leg is still in the pool. Right. And then we asked him why he didn't just fold up and leave. And he said he wanted to make sure all of his grandchildren got to see him before right. he left. And he did pass away a couple of years later. And for people who want to look that up, you can look up our name, Jennifer's name, my name, and Jack Tracy, T-R-A-C-E-Y. It was a very profound interview, but it has repeated often where, let's say we're talking to somebody who recalls a lifetime that where they had dementia. And we ask those same questions. How much of your conscious energy did you have? And a lot right. of times they say the same amount, about 10%. So I'm, so if you maybe want to talk about that a little bit, just and just in terms of your observation of talking to somebody who recalls. Well, I'll, this just popped into my head. Um, I also, it started, my fascination started with this early on when I, actually was reading someone who who's no longer with us, Laura Dana Nessie Esquire. She actually had a show, Laura Dana Nessie Esquire. She was my attorney. She was killed. Um, don't mean to head it that way, but she had a client that was in a coma. And I, I was able to get all the same information as if he was talking to me right in front of me and gave me exactly what was going to happen with the case, exactly what it was going to take. He had so much love. And I'm like, here he's in a coma and it reminded me it's the same it's the same feeling i have when people are have dementia they give me the same information because i believe it's from their higher selves even though they're still tied to their bodies amazing yeah, yeah and i'll i'll tell you there was a, i don't know if i remember telling you this but i was on a plane flying somewhere and i sat next to this woman who was from australia and she told me the story of how her brother was in a coma and that a friend had gone to do a massage on him to help out with, you know, his muscles and stuff. And she then reported that she kept hearing him tell her, I need my yellow goggles. And the masseuse didn't know what that meant, but the sister did because this guy was an Olympic skier who had had an accident, it was in a coma. And he was talking about his sunglasses because the room that he was in they kept the the curtains open 
because they were like, he's in a coma. He doesn't feel anything. But, you know, it was blinding him. The, the light would come into the room. It was bothering him. So she brought him his yellow wow. goggles. So that idea that, that you can speak to people who are in a coma, you can mm -hmm. talk to their, call it higher selves, but the portion of conscious energy that's not here, and you can ask them, and they're aware of everything. They're aware of everything. They're also, and then that just brought me to something else. A lot of times when I get shown somebody that's on their deathbed, for instance, and they're they're completely out, you know, or, or sedated or, you know, before they pass away, they give me details of exactly who was in the room, who was holding their hand, who was doing what. They And they give it to me from an aerial view, and I believe that's where they are. They're still tied to their body, but they're showing me through their eyes what who was around, what was being said. And it's just, you know, it is true. They can hear you, even though you don't think they heard you, you know, while you're next to their bed saying goodbye. They do. They hear everything. Or even those people that we've talked to who were racing to get to the hospital and weren't able to make it in time, you know, and they feel awful that they missed what? You're hearing something. What? Go ahead. Toa. Is it Toa? Who is the... So now I'm being brought to um, the football player that recently. Oh, <laughs> then, oh, oh the, uh, da the Damien, the guy that was in the yeah. game the other day, the player? Yes. And then I got... But also to the... Who's the person that we talked to who had... Junior Seau. 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 S-E-A-U. Okay. Now that's uncanny because well, you know, because he told me that you asked for it there was something about you asking for it or uh okay that's uncanny jennifer i literally if i look over my other screen was typing somebody wrote to me and said you know why don't you guys talk to that higher self or the player who had that experience on the football field and i literally on our and it's on our um you haven't read it it's on our uh, podcast website martinizone.com this answer where i said you know, I think it's unusual that we spoke to Junior Seau and Dave Duerson. <laughs> I'm telling the truth. I just posted it like literally six minutes ago. And, and I said, isn't it unusual that these two guys, these incredible, incredible players, Junior Seau and Dave Duerson, who both died of CTE, came to us, came to Jennifer and told her to tell people that Joe Namath, who's still alive, has cured his CTE, the brain trauma, using hyperbaric oxygen therapy. Now, they did it three times. And I, we even made a movie. You know, there's an entire feature you can find on YouTube talking to Paul Allen, Junior Seau, Dave Duerson, where they they're detail. All, they're all there. And, and so, all right. So instead of talking about the fact that it, it galls me that nobody cares about that, here we got to see this poor football player. <laughs> from the bills, uh, you know, basically take a hit and go into cardiac arrest. So the question was, and Junior, perhaps you want to address this? So were you guys watching the game or how did that go? We were with him. You were with him, you greeted him. Is he aware of that or not? No. He's not, so he's conscious now. Yeah, it's funny, it's interesting because they just showed me they just wipe, wipe the brain. Wipe the screen. Wipe the chalkboard. Uh, it, it's got to be from some movie. Like, you're not going to remember. Um, <laughs> hold on a second. 
<laughs> and anybody that for the first and last time, like anybody that sees me looking down, this is it. All right. Jack Tracy, there you go. <laughs> my, my With an E, E-Y. And then, and if anybody saw our text thread, it says, okay, what time? What time is it going to be? Yeah, right. In uh, fact, well, I wasn't sure we were going to do it today. I don't know why I defend myself anymore. It's so ridiculous, but it is kind of crazy that you posted that. Um, okay, give me a second. They definitely liked, you were inspired to post what you did. They said, um, they did come to you is what they were saying to me. And like they said that to me, you know, you'll see this at the beginning. Like they said to me that they came to you. And that's why we were talking about this. That's why they put it in my head. And then needs to be addressed. How many more players are going to die? Needs to be addressed. It's important to say, you know, I thought about it when I saw that accident happen. Accident. You know, and you're wearing. They're just, they're just showing me the reason why this is all come in I always I never doubt why they tell me certain things like you know to wait to discuss with you you didn't know I had this, my Alzheimer's thing on Thursday or whatever oh, yeah because nobody listens to this at the same time anyway they said if they did studies about you know football players that barely had any padding how many of those football players ended up with dementia later on sorry I'm sorry that's me bringing up that that uh, post. Go ahead. Say it again. I'm sorry. It's okay. Um, I'm going to think it. Grab it. <laughs> so what what they just said was how many of the older football players, like my grandfather was one of the first ASU football players. He was he played in the first night game there was. No. How many, yeah, how many players, he didn't have dementia, but my grandmother did, but how many players in general that used to play without any protection, basically, ended up with Alzheimer's. Have they done any studies that have shown that as well? Yeah, that's really key. And you know, once- yeah, I'm sure they have. I'm sure they have. But it really wasn't until Dave Dorison came along, who we've spoken to, who that, his brain, which he donated to science, that's the one where they discovered this problem and this issue. A year later, Junior Seau had killed himself. Sorry, but that's what he did. And his brain was also determined to be riddled with CTE. And so what they're trying to say is wake up, pay attention. And the reason they showed up in that podcast, just to emphasize it, is because they wanted to, they showed up because they wanted to thank Paul Allen, who the Microsoft founder who created that brain institute, yeah. because they wanted him to get the accolades for doing something that might help people. I was just, so I brought this up. Richard, wow. it would be great to interview Damar Hamlin when he is well enough. Everyone knows he died while on the football field, and he, his uncle told CNN he was revived twice. Did something happen? Nothing. A lot of people would be interested. Literally. So they're showing me pushing yeah. him, back. pushing him back. So and I have the chills so bad I can't get any. So they're showing me all of the guys up there. Junior Sehal, he said he was leading it, of course, and everybody else, even Paul Allen, like. They pushed, they had talks with him. And again, they're sharing with me, thank you, about time. There is no time. Like they could have been with him for years over there. You know, what would seem like years, even though it was seconds over here. Okay. Wow. <laughs> Stop. He's like, don't be nervous. My heart rate just flew up again. I walked in. Hold on. They pushed him back because he will be a spokesperson for what needs to be changed. 
the fact that they stopped the game. Um, I have somebody that I know, Terrell Owens, and he wrote, there was a commentator on one of these, somebody on Fox commentated, like they shouldn't have stopped the game. Players always, you know, players get injured. And I was so proud of him. Tio said, he's just like, how dare you? What is it going to take? You can be fired. The fact that you don't, you know, you don't play football. You have no idea what these guys go through. It was actually very overwhelming. And what I, the reason why I'm saying that is because, you know, there was such a huge amount of praying and prayers, mm. which the collective did for this gentleman. There was an outpouring of, you know, this has got to stop. This has got, we've got to do something better. Um, the sportsmanship that was shown in that game. I mean, All the players that kneeled down it. since then. I mean, it's amazing. I, I mean, still, kneeling was such a big thing last year. Now it's a good thing. It's a good thing. And and between that, like, you know, I was thinking of the race car drivers. You know, when you see somebody of your own die doing the same sport that you do or come close to death, you take, you take, I don't know, you take, um, what is the word I'm looking for? Stock, take stock in your own life. Take stock in your own life, and is it worth it? Is it is this sport worth dying over? You know, why am I in it? Why am I doing this? I'm in it. You know, and you know, you can't take your money with you. You just can't. No, and you know, I think it's it's funny that of course it was dramatic when the first thing when he came to consciousness, he apparently, as they say, like, he won the game. How? Yeah, who won the game? You did. I think the doctor said you did. And, you know, that whole thing of all those people donating to that charity that he created, uh, that's just Everything. wonderful. It was a very, like, it very goes positive back. thing. So you you always ask, like, what's the one, two, three of the, well, say the experience? And from what they're telling me, it, you know, what they've been trying for years to have noticed or to have going, they started. Junior say, he's like, we started. We donated our brains to see, you know, to have them start this. He goes in Paul, you know, we talked about Paul Allen. Thank goodness Paul Allen started that as well. Um, there's so many more people that are standing up versus thinking that it's not, it's, it's you know, versus sit, taking a back seat. Everybody needs more. They need to have more guidelines. They need to have more, they just need to have different a different setup or a different gear. And he says, no matter what, there's always going to be accidents. But he said that um, the gear can be better. Gear and, we've can be and we've talked about that with them. I, I just want to point out that. They still showed me like Tron, like having like the football players. Yeah, you mentioned that. Players. They just showed that. He goes, that's what it inevitably might go to. And what they're saying is not stop playing football. It's just right. find a way to play it so that people don't die while they're playing it or have their brains so injured that they're, you know, the rest of their lives, is, it's the quality is completely down. And it relates to dementia and it relates to Alzheimer's and it relates to what we're talking about. I mean, it's pretty startling that, that you know, and I, when I wrote in this post, uh, you know, I think they wanted us to hear how Junior and Dave and they wanted us to hear how Joe Namath had cured his CTE through hyperbaric oxygen. They therapy. literally showed me going like this, pushing him back, saying, "You have a bigger purpose. You're, you, you know, tag your it. 
Like we already, <laughs> we already, we're already over here. You need to be put. They're showing me with love, grace, and ease, pushing him back into his body. And they're showing me an enormous amount of doctors up there, making sure working on him, trying to heal him from above as well as below giving the right information to the doctors that were here. Um, they talked, you know, there's like when something like that happens and their, their heart stops, they have just, they have literally seconds within minutes that they need to put the heart thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's like, well, they had the doctor that on actually, who actually insisted that everybody have that on the field. And so yeah. he's the one who changed the policy there on foot college, you know, high school football fields. The fact that there was somebody there right away was able to save his life. Yeah. Um, but also there's this thing of, and let me ask them about that, which is, was part of this journey to teach people this lesson? Was that the reason behind this incident or was it a random incident that will teach people? Nothing's random, they said, <laughs> which is, we have, I understand. I mean, you can, it's whatever you believe, but they're just like, no, this was planned lifetimes ago, leading up wow. to it. Imagine wow. playing football and dying later on from something else, but it had to do with football. And they said that, you know, they played sports that that happened every time. What if you could play a sport and not have anything bad happened? Right. Eventually, we're going to get to that where it's a fun sport. There's still physical contact in some way, but you're protected. There's just there's you're protected from injuries that kill you later on. You know, and of course, we can think of many sports that people do that nobody you know, you know gets hurt or killed or you know or has this brain trauma happen to them and. I played for, I don't know how many years, maybe a dozen years. And, you know, it, my parts of my body are still protesting. Yeah, <laughs> and, my, you know, my grandfather yeah. played and he was in so much pain, you know, his knees. He was, you know, also a, a ski jumper and everything else. He did it boxing, you name it. He, he had every, you know, physical brute, you know, sport you can think of and he would not let my dad play football and my dad was oh hard. wow well wow. actually i was eight years i don't want to give myself four more years than i had that would have been repeating high school quite a bit and you're but yes smart That's amazing. <laughs> well maybe this is all an illusion but, you know it is i listen i i really enjoyed the sport i had a lot of fun i was good at it you know and it was something that it, I have friends that uh, I played with that are still I've been on the sport, so it's... <laughs> Wait a minute. you That's cheating. You're a medium. You always win betting at sports. No, it's not cheating if you have if it's fantasy football. Oh, uh, that's true. So, uh, Junior, Dave, uh, Paul, do you guys want to say anything to the people listening in? It's a new year, uh, and I appreciate you coming along to talk to us about this crazy event with Damar. What would you like to say? It's interesting because they showed me Damar and then they showed me The Rock. Um, you mean the actor? Yeah. Um, or is he more like a rock? No, no. I think he's been through a lot too. And he ended up, quite, like he played, you know, that was, he was saved from it. Interesting. Hold on a second. Dwayne Johnson, give me a second. 
there's a group he's saying that it's collectively and it, that we're going to make sure that this gets better for people. We're not going to stand for it anymore. And it's going to oh. take outside people. I'm sorry, say that again, The that they came forward to tell us about that they want to help affect change? They've been, doing it, they've been doing it all along. They're just saying it's just so unnecessary. They keep on running themselves into a wall. Like they're literally showing them being, you train running yourself into, like, it's just unnecessary. They need to update the technology. So let me ask you, uh, and whoever wants to speak about this, Junior, I assume you might want to. Are you talking about a redesign of equipment? Or you were talking about redesign of the game? Both. 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 Wow. Okay. And uh, is there anybody out there working on something like this? What's interesting, oh, it's so interesting. They're showing me a couple of things. They're showing me like a light, you know how flag football, where you take the, you know. Yeah, sure. Um, something like that, but they're showing me like technology with lights. So it's maybe it's something that you have to go and you have to touch or you have to like, I don't oh, know. Well, you said like Tron. So right. if, if the equipment, I mean, this is fun, but if the equipment itself had light sensors, you mm. could be right on the field of somebody and then, you know, uh, tackle them that way or, or right. knock, knock things down that way, I guess. I mean, if the, if the padding itself was electronic, is that what he's talking about? Or am I making that up? No, that's what he's talking about. Wow. Okay. All right, you entrepreneurs out there. Instead of like, it'll automatically go off. Like they're showing me like a paint gun. You know how the paint, like it's still going to yeah. be fighting. It registers the uh, target. Yeah. Right. The kill. It stops it halfway from them. Like. Yeah. And listen, you entrepreneurs that are out there that are listening into our podcast who are in Silicon Valley and trying to think of the latest, newest thing which we, we like to talk about from the flip side. So it, now, Junior, let, let's ask. I, you know, I, don't, I like to say the future's not set, but there's likely outcomes. Is that something, Junior and Dave and Paul, it, that you project to happen that will occur or something you want to occur? Paul said, let me just make sure. I'm sorry. Let me make sure that I'm, yeah, it says work. Okay. That's you dinging, not me. No, no, really? Okay. Sorry. Put notifications on, babe. Um, it's okay. All right. What does he say, so, Paul? Go ahead. They were already in the process of developing certain things for it. Ah. But they got either halted because of funding or, hold on. Is that your group, the Brain Institute, Paul? It was in collaboration with another group, but yes. So something that will... Well, perhaps this incident will help spur that along. Yeah, and they, they're also showing me players walking through like an electronic grid that shows if there's anything wrong to begin with. Wow. So they do have, like they have machines now that you can go into and they could show you if you have any clot, like your whole body. It's a, what they've done now with, um, you know, taking, putting an MRI on crack kind of thing can help can help i think um sure well you know let's also ask june oh go ahead it doesn't it, so they're showing me it doesn't mean that players that have like bad like 
whatever, something wrong with them that just says they need extra padding there. Maybe they oh. need extra padding like wherever their position is. It doesn't mean that because everybody has ailments, but then they just have to make sure that they have extra support wherever they need it. Ah, that's interesting. So you'd walk into a machine and it would say you're missing your thigh pad. And if you get hit wow. at this angle, this is going to cause a problem. Or your kidneys need a little bit of padding or some, you know, whatever. Yeah. Uh, well, that's fascinating. Junior, you've talked to us about how to create a football game mentally uh, using just your mind and how all the players that play in the game bring their own memories to the to the team. Do you want to talk about that? He just he showed me a, a picture. Of, it's kind of like daydreaming. You know, you daydream of what's the perfect field. Like when you go it's so funny when you go water skiing what's the perfect lake or when you go surfing what's the perfect wave you're sharing with me because you you envision yourself at the perfect most beautiful place to do your sport right and then all the people that you like the best players that you can think of or people that are your friends or pals or you know um and he's laughing people that are not as good as you <laughs> putting them as you because once you create it in your mind, it's usually something that can happen later. And so then the other folks, they come and they participate and they they play the game. And I think you talked about how it's not sort of 11 men on a squad, uh, you no. know, and passing and tackling, but it's, it's energetic movement where, you know, you could do the telemetry of how the football travels through time and space. And then somebody's got to catch it on the other end and maybe somebody's got to knock it down. Is that right? Something like that? Yep. <laughs> Very good. And Paul, go ahead. It'd be interesting if it was just a throwing game, just kind of like when guys, you know, have a slam dunk con contest. Interesting. Know? Yeah, I know what you mean. Uh, Cause some of the catches are amazing. You know, that's yeah. just fantastic. Well, Paul Allen, any uh, thoughts about your friend Bill Gates or what he's up to or his journey? I know you told him to retire the last time we talked to you. To, uh, you know, I think you were joking, but it was like to work less, I think was the comment. But anything you want to mention it to him or or beyond that? Anything about, the, I don't know, the future of Microsoft, the future of electronics? He just says, I wish him good luck <laughs> with cancel culture. Um, oh Ooh, oh, that was a pointed arrow, but we get that. Thank you, Paul. Um, you can't cancel out his brain. <laughs> you can cancel out other things, but not his brain. We need his brain, he says. <laughs> Are you helping him with some of his ideation? I know he's working with water sources around the planet and eradicating diseases. And we all are. He's like, if. Oh, that's fascinating. If we don't help help our planet, then people aren't going to have more children, and we're not going to be able. Like, I keep get like every time I look over there, I always ask him like, "Is there people wanting to come here still?" And I, it's packed. It's absolutely like wall to wall spirits packed wanting to come here. And if there's if we're not, and I know. Time isn't linear over there, but if there if there's not enough, if we don't fix certain problems like the water, water, just, oxygen, oxygen, temperature, all that oh, stuff. He said he goes. It takes away, you know, bodies they can, you know, go into. 
So let me ask you this, Paul, because you have a, a, a mind for stuff like this. We've got a war going on over in Ukraine. Um, we, but the planet does. And we have wars everywhere, of course, <laughs> but, uh, you know, that we have to deal with. And uh, But go ahead. Is there? Do you have any thoughts about how people can focus their intent or their prayers or their thoughts to affect a healing of the planet in that sense? The first thing they showed me before you even finish this sentence about Ukraine, they showed me shooting, taking him out, Putin. <laughs> okay, guys, we're shy of that. Of course, he serves a purpose. We know that. Everybody does. So uh, maybe it's so that we can have this conversation. But how can people focus uh, short of... That's so interesting. He's just He's showing me... That war is just not this war. It's all the wars before, cumulatively. By sending more love to them and to the enemies. By sending more love to both sides. Um, I just happened to watch All Quiet on the Western Front, that film that our friend Carl Lemley, who we interviewed before, the producer who knew Amelia Earhart, um, he bought that book and his son produced that film, and now they've remade it. It's running on Netflix, and it'll win a lot of awards, but it is a very intense look at war and what what happens in a, in a war. And I could see anybody seeing that film would just not want to sign up to fight. Let's put it that way. Um, so there, there are those aspects to it, but also, you know, I just, I also want to point out, I saw the film Till this past week, and uh, go ahead. And I don't mean to interrupt. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Do you want, do you want to pause? No, keeps on showing me his wife. Oh. And, and has she reached out to you? Oh, Paul Allen's wife. No, no. Junior Sehow. Oh, Junior Sehow's wife, Gina. Okay, very good. For people who get a chance to watch the film, uh, talking to Junior Sehow, it's on YouTube. It's free. There's an interview with Gina, which is uh, Junior's widow. And yeah. it was, I invited her to have a session with Jennifer without Jennifer knowing anything about her. And I didn't Gina know who it was or what it was about. Yeah. Or anything. And so live on camera, you get to see Jennifer's process where she helps. She talks to Gina about losing this person. And then eventually I say, okay, Jennifer, you've met this guy before. Do you, you know, could they show you where? And that's when you recalled our conversation with Paul Allen. Junior Seau and Dave Dewars on camera. Okay. It's startling and, and wonderful to see because it's process. You know, this is how that all links up. Gina's doing very well, Junior, and you said she would. So he just We're, said it. it was great. It was the best thing having all of us talk to her. And he just said thank you. He's grateful. I thought that was sweet. Well, thank you for showing up. We appreciate that and proving to your wife that you know you knew what was in her purse. You knew the photographs that of you and a baseball cap. And thank, the... goodness it, thank goodness you like record things because my whole life is a blur with this. <laughs> no, I'm sure it is. But you know, when you see things like that, it allows you to accept that it's possible that life goes on, and that's the key that it's possible that we're talking to Paul Allen. It's possible that we're talking to Junior Seau. And if it is possible, then you have to really listen to what they're talking about. 
You can cure CTE. You can make football safer if you just think outside the box. And wouldn't it be interesting if the reason why they're showing this, but because we talked about Alzheimer's, wouldn't that cure Alzheimer's too or help cure Alzheimer's too? <laughs> Thank you very much. Okay, Jennifer just cured Alzheimer's. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, and now we're on to, no, I'm kidding. But yes, why wouldn't it? Why hyperbaric oxygen therapy is where a patient goes into a room and they put them in an oxygen tent and they just breathe pure oxygen. And apparently it affects the brain stems, brains, I don't know what they are, you know, the brain cells. They regenerate. They regenerate. So... Yes, that should be, and, and people use it for traumatic injuries, you know, somebody in a car accident, something like that. That's what they use it for. Um, and also for people that have, you know, traumatic memory loss. But there's this other aspect or other avenue to it as a treatment to heal or help people that have traumatic brain injury. So, you know, my feeling is when you have a medical kit bag, when you open it up, you should have all the different tools in there. There should be hypnotherapy. There should be mediumship. There should be meditation. They're all just tools to help people to get better, including hyperbaric oxygen therapy. Why not? It can't hurt them. You know, really, uh, really interesting astrologist said, she's just like, you know, when somebody asked her, well, what do you think about people that don't believe in astrology? And she goes, Astrology is just another tool. It's not therapy, but it's it's another tool that people can use. Pick your choice, whatever it is. Who cares if you don't, it doesn't matter if someone doesn't believe it in it or not. If it helps, it's a good thing. You know? And if we've talked. We if I can help somebody connect to their own, like what we do with this podcast, that's a good thing. If I can help somebody with their grief or at least give them proof, stuff that I don't know that's coming from the other side that helps heal people, right? I don't heal them, but it's a collaboration on both sides that do. And it's just something like, just like with what you said, you know, when you're hurting and it, your body's in, you know, deep trauma, why not utilize every source? That you every, have? Tool you can. every tool you can. And, yeah. you know, because ultimately whether it's, and people could argue whether it's the subconscious creating these answers that you and I are having somehow some etheric council up there coming up with goofy answers, or it's real. It's literally, we're talking to Paul Allen. We're literally talking to junior Sam. The result is the same because right. the information is the same, whether this came from some etheric doctor telling Jennifer talk about hyper uh, oxygen therapy for the brain. But, I know, just thought my brain wasn't there <laughs> talking like, I don't know. I just love this work. I love our podcast. I'm grateful for it. I have to get today. Oh, well, thank you so much, Jennifer. And I really appreciate you doing it today so that we could, I could post it and edit it and put it together. And let's thank our guests who we didn't invite, but they showed up anyway. That you pa did. Pa I did by accident. Paul Allen, Junior Seau. Dave Duerson, let's not forget him, the great Chicago Bear. I was always a big fan. Uh, we did reach out to Dave's uh, nephew uh, at some point because he asked us to. Like that. Um, so he went like that. Okay. And then, and Junior's uh, widow, uh, Gina, who I think is happily, you know, in her world, okay. which is wonderful. We love you all. Thank you guys for tuning in. We hope that this helps somebody somewhere. 
And Jennifer, thank you for helping this Alzheimer's organization. I'm very happy too. Love, love. Love, love. Bye. Bye. This has been Hacking the Afterlife podcast with Jennifer Schaefer. For more information, jenniferschaefer.com, martinizone.com, or richmartini.com. Hacking the Afterlife documentary is available on Gaia.com via Amazon Prime.